Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Howdy, folks. Happy Tuesday. Um, I have to say, it's like I'm just waiting for like the sun to come out and it to stop raining. It's like I don't live in North the Pacific Northwest. I live in Buffalo, and it's like, you know, it's better than snow, no doubt, but I'm, you know, the opening day for AAA, the Bisons, is next week, Tuesday. And I'd like to not have to wear my winter jacket and my, you know, heavy gloves and, you know, a, uh, a toque. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we'll start with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. So, uh, let's talk a little Shohei Otani because his, his earnings were um, talked about today because he's like Michael Jordan at this point. He's making thirty million from baseball, but he's making forty million on endorsements. And you can't name another baseball player like that. Nobody gets close to that amount of endorsements. Nobody. And so it does make you wonder if that makes it easier for a team like Seattle to sign him because they don't have to pay him the most in baseball because he's already making more than he'll make in baseball outside of baseball. So if he wants to go somewhere and sign for less next year, he can. I mean, the union won't be happy if he yeah, doesn't. He probably doesn't care. Right. He doesn't care. But, but I mean, I, I do know that, like, Ichiro and uh, um, uh, Godzilla, Hideki Matsui, and a few other of the Japanese players make a ton. Yeah, and, nothing like this, though. This is like this. Well, yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, he's – Right now, I mean, again, it's a few seasons. If he keeps doing this for another six or seven years, then, you know, he's one of the best of all time. I mean, Ruth only did it. He was a pitcher uh, from, I think, 1914 to, like, 1919. Yeah. When he went, and that was what the years with the Red Sox. And then he got sold to the Yankees, and he slowly – he pitched a little bit in the first couple of years, but then he primarily became a hitter. Um, as we lose Russ there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Otani, Otani is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, he's gonna, the funny thing is like, I know I I saw some chatter about, well, you know, he, uh, he was talking about going to the Yankees when they were, when he was being wooed, the, the Yankees cannot, I mean, they would have to find a home for Giancarlo Stanton and probably he'd have the money to be able to, uh, bring bring Otani in there, and I don't think that's going to happen. So he's not going to go. He doesn't look like a New York guy. I don't think he wants to play in New York. Yeah, no, I think he wants to stay West Coast. I think the Dodgers are a big possibility because then he I don't, I don't think they are because of their such high salary that I think it's it's it used to be San Diego and Seattle, but San Diego when they signed their last big contract, now I, I think it's Seattle. I'm pretty sure that a lot of salaries drop off now, like. Kershaw and a couple other ones drop off. So I would, I, I, I think that they'll be in it, but I think Seattle is probably the leading candidate. You watch, he'll be in, he'll, he'll make it a, a visit to the Mets because Billy Epler was the former GM yeah. and he will drive the price up with, for Seattle by visiting the Mets. That's a guarantee. 
Okay. All right. Let's get started. How you doing? How you guys doing? Good. All right. Here we go. Sorry. See my notes up here. Um, all right. You guys stopped a little quicker than I expected. All right. <laughs> Hello, Hockey World. It's Tuesday, March 28, 2023. I'm Michael Agello. <clears throat> wow, that's all you're going to say? I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Michael. And you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday to fill you in the comings and goings in the hockey world. Well, I, I am I am Michael Agello, and you're not. And Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you're very thankful that you're not. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Um, so, Mike, um, I wrote, I mean, you may have talked about this yesterday a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh, no, we didn't talk about it because. <laughs> we probably could talk about it today because I had a lot of discussions with various people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, about this. Um, I can imagine. This Austin Matthews situation. Um, yeah. And a lot of people got in touch with me, too. Now, obviously, you know, Austin likes playing in Toronto. There's no choice about it, you know. And I, I've gotten to talk to him a couple of times, once pretty recently. And. I do. Um, I really, and he loves it there. He loves it there. There's no, he's not saying anything but that, you know, <laughs> like Austin Matthews is not saying anything but that for sure. Right. You know, um, but quote unquote, <laughs> there is the situation of like, you know, how long can he be in a situation where he doesn't, where, where, you know, the pressure is this intense. Like the impression in, in Toronto is just, is just getting more and more and more and more and more intense. And it's almost beyond his control whether or not, you know, he's going to succeed in this. Like, it, it's tough to be in a situation where you're playing against, you know, like we talked about, maybe the three best teams in the NHL might be in that division right now. And it's hard to sit back and realize that, you know, that's not going to change in the next couple of years. You know, well, like, the, play, the, the playoff format could change, which I think, you know, when you have Brad Marchand and you have Crosby and you have McKinnon all coming out and saying that not not having the divisional playoff and having a conference format is the way to go. That's then pretty that's awesome. hundreds. That's a long shot, you know. You don't think it's a long shot because you have some of the most important teams in the league that are against it. No, but when yeah, I talk, I like you, you know, support Marshan in this and no, nothing no, no, else. No, no, in life. Listen, when I when I talk to people in the NHL about this, and Kevin talks to people in the NHL about this, you know, we've had this discussion before on this thing. You know, it's like um, Batman and Daly are all going to say, "Yeah, well, you know, we could change it, and then the next minute, somebody will be unhappy because of the way we because of because of what happened right. next." It's really just a circumstantial thing. And it really yeah. is like, you know, it doesn't have to be that the top three teams are in one division. It's never been that way before. Um, it's never been this this out of whack before. You know, this is there's no question that. And also, you know, the reality is how much does that change necessarily change everything? Because at this point, when you have half the teams in the league not making the playoffs and half the teams making the playoffs, well, I, I, all the teams that make the playoffs are good. Coincidentally, coincidentally, I looked it up because I was talking to Russ about that mm -hmm. and how, how that would change the playoffs right now. If you went to a, uh, it went to a conference playoff format, yeah. one to the first two, div the division winners being first and second seed, um, and then t uh, three through eight, uh, Boston would play the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse me. Boston would play Pittsburgh as they would right now. Yeah, Carolina would play the Islanders as they would right now. The right. only difference would be Devils, Tampa, and Toronto Rangers. Now, if you ask me, the Rangers probably pose similar and maybe even more 
challenges than Tampa Bay. But there's a psychological thing with Tampa Bay and Toronto that I think is a factor. And I just think it's inherently unfair to have to play, you know, you know, it's cyclical, sure. But I just think it's an unfair format because really, and I don't think it generates more interest. I don't, I think, I think that's a complete and utter fallacy. I, agree well, with you. I don't think it's a fallacy. If you look at when they changed the format, how these first round matchups have been as far as ratings wise, fan wise, they've been rabid and they never used to be rabid. That's why they made the change because the first round used to be kind of boring. Let's be honest. I mean, Tampa, New Jersey, that's not exactly a series that's going to blow the ratings numbers. No, it's not. But um, but at the same time, listen, I mean, there is a drama (laughs) about this two, three matchup in that division that is going to be the story of the first round, right? No matter how you slice it, right? That's going to be the story. Like, you know, it's going, Toronto and Tampa are going to be the story. They're going, we already know that they're going to be wonderful. They're, they're meeting in like, what could, like I said last year, Toronto lost to Tampa in the first round, but they could have easily lost to Tampa in the conference finals. You know, like it, that, that's how good, and obviously Tampa went on to win it, to win. Fine, the- but then, then they've gotten through two rounds and that's, you know, I'm just saying that you're like, it's inherently unfair for, t- for, I think last year it was the third best record and the fifth best record to play in the first round. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, it's listen, ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not, regardless of that. Now you overcome that, you win. But let, 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 let's agree, just, take, but, that let's just but, take another equation for a second. I mean, it's very, I mean, Tampa hasn't been the greatest team in the world over the last month. So like the reality is, they have, they've struggled too. Maybe you know. the Leafs sweep them. Yeah, I, they could. They could. I mean, and the Leafs at least. <laughs> and I'm going to go with being the last. I'm I, glad you said that. Just so Mike and I. I, I didn't even. I didn't mean. No, oh, I said maybe the Leafs should sweep, and X said they could. They dream could. The dream the impossible dream. Tampa could sweep Toronto too. No, I, I just, I, I just, wrote, I, I just wrote today for for Hockey Buzz. Uh, whether you know this. Thank is, you, Mike. We appreciate that. That you very much. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> I called it the. Is it going to be playoff deja vu all over again? Because now this is this is the thing. Last year, everybody said, "Well, the Leafs are much improved. They're better." Uh, Tampa Bay is, you know, they had won two Stanley Cups. Playoff fatigue, this and that. You know, they worn that. And what happened? The Leafs came out and kicked their ass in Game One, and then then. Uh, Tampa Bay responded in game two and they won game three and then Tampa Bay kicked their ass in game four. And then the Leafs barely won in game five and then game six and game seven, Vasilevsky became Vasilevsky. And when the push came to shove, Tampa was the better team and they won. So now this year, what's happened? The Leafs are much improved. They've added depth. They've added depth on the blue line. They've added depth up front. Their goaltending, their goaltending with Murray and Samsonov is better than Jack Campbell and uh, Eric Schalgren. Okay. Yeah. What is that going to matter? Again, again, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa Bay's weaker without Palat, without McDonough. Okay. Show me. I, I, until I see it, I won't believe it. What, no, of course. And, and, and listen, you know, you're talking like mostly fans would, you know, whatever. I'm not a fan. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying until you see it, you can't believe it. I mean, you, you, you've you lived through many, many years of losing in the first round. And that is not a fun thing to go through. Like, and it is like, it must seem like, you know, miraculous to even think about teams, other teams enjoying the fact they can go to a second round. I mean, and I get that, you know, that makes total sense, but. You know, the reality is that this year I actually would rather play Tampa than the Rangers in the first round. Um, but, you know, the reality, I mean, McDonough is a huge playoff performer for Tampa. He has been for Tampa for, for, in the playoffs. McDonough has mattered a heck of a lot. Like, I agree. You know, 
And that that's a big, big loss. You know, Palat, same way. You know, like they, these guys have both been big, big playoff guys. And this Tampa team has a tough time keeping the puck out of that. And this Toronto team scores in bunches. So it's like it's going to be – Tampa Tampa could lose the next eight games in the regular season. I know. I know. And and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're, they're playoff tested. I get that. Right, and they, they get, but but this none of this is really the story that I'm saying because right, right, no, no, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna respond to that. Yeah, okay. yeah, because the reality is here, it could happen that they lose again. Okay, yeah, and I true. don't believe that this is going to change. Now, let's let's just, it would be way more surprising if they changed the playoff format. They, they, I don't remember, I don't remember a league ever changing the playoff format based on what the players said ever in any in any situation no, it just it's it's a fair, it's a more fair solution it, it may be a more fair solution when, but it's not it's only slightly more fair and the reality is when you when when you've changed you've changed the scheduling format because remember interdivision playoffs were when these teams were playing eight times now you're playing right. inside your own division four times but if your hope well, it's awesome. No, oh, go ahead, Mike. Continue. But no, I know. I know you're your division four times, and you're playing inside your conference three times. Right. So there's really no difference. I don't disagree with that. The format should be changed. Okay, let me just say that right off the bat. Okay, but I don't think it's going to get changed. I don't think it's a big enough deal to have to get changed. And if you're relying on Austin Matthews staying there on it getting changed, then you're losing Austin. No. Okay, this I mean, is, that's the reality. Like, it's not I'm going sure to go with this. Here, here's oh, here's something that my parents went through when they were younger. So. The Yankees would win all the time, right? The yeah. Yankees would play the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers would lose to the Yankees all the time. Yeah. Except in 1955, the Brooklyn Dodgers beat the Yankees. That's how you get out of it. You win. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. like yeah, the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series. It's right. like- and, and Russ, and this, okay, so, okay, so, you know, get, I'll, I'll get to the Matthews thing in a second. But, yes, and I just said this in my, in my, in my column, um, the Leafs – Supporting cast is better. Their defense is better. They're, you know, they've got more experience. I think they're better in goal. It's going to come down to the core group of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, and Riley beating Hedman, Vasilevsky, Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point. And if they can do that, then they win. And if they can't do it, then that core, as I've been saying for four years, needs to be broken up. Now, that core, the part of broken up, is not Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, of course not. They, they, are, they have been saying, and he has said, and he said at the beginning of the year at the season opening press conference, uh, and 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 he, he has said, and you know, not directly to me or a reporter, yeah. but like to other people who have communicated the message. As long as the Leafs are trying to win a championship, he is prepared to stay in Toronto. Toronto will make him the highest paid player in the NHL. I, you know, that's all about money. He's not, it's not, but but it's, it's more about the former than the latter. It's about them trying to win a championship. There's other things at play here. Yep. So next year is going to be the same. We know that it's the same teams. They're not going to change the format. Similar teams will be in similar spots. Mm-hmm. So if you know that and you're the Leafs, then build a better roster, coach differently. Because you well, can't convince me keep his coaching that different than he did a year before or the year before that. And at some point, you have to do things differently. If it's mentally, if you need to get mentally stronger because these guys, you know, fall apart when Tampa scores a couple goals from behind, then you need to change things up. And you need to change it all around. Otherwise, nothing will change. All right. If, if they let's let's get back to the top. We'll talk about the series for sure. Okay. 
But let's get back to the topic at hand for a second. And that's is, is Othi Matthews. Matthews going to stay there for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has said those things, Mike. I agree. He said those things to me. I get that. He said those things. Those are exactly that, that. Those are his words. But it is it feels a little bit like a GM saying something with an, with an expiration date on it. There is definitely there's definitely a thought that, OK, as of now, you know, of course, he's not going to ever say Matthews is a great teammate and he's he's a fool. He's never going to ever say in the middle of the year or any time like that, that he's going to ever leave the Leafs. But you got to realize that 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 the pressure is not getting better. And listen, Tampa could fall off, but Buffalo is coming. You know, um, other teams are coming. It's going to be this, that division is still going to be really hard. And yeah. Boston could fall off, too. I mean, in all in all likelihood, it feels like three years from now, Leafs keep this thing together. They are by far the best team in that division. But that's you know that's if they keep it together and well that, okay and that's that's another question now first right. first the Matthews part of it yeah and we've talked and I've and I've talked to other reporters and I've heard this yes. um, you know unconfirmed over the last few months um, Kyle Dubis we know is you know maybe singing for his supper uh, right. in terms of you know this is the last year of his contract and. He acted like a general manager, not desperate, but I mean, move, the moves that he made were probably moves that he didn't make a couple years ago to get this team over the hump. Yeah. Now, Austin Matthews likes Kyle Dubas. It's going right. to be easier for them to sign sign Austin Matthews to a long term extension with Kyle Dubas as the general manager. Now, question is. How much of a factor is that going to be in the decision-making of, of M- the mls and board and Brendan Shanahan down the line? Because I think it's going to be a factor. I think that, you know, yes, they were holding they were holding Dubas' feet to the fire to get the over right. the hump, and I think he's done everything, and they're going to have a 110-point season. And yeah. But as I've said, success, you know, regular season success means little to nothing and what they do in the playoffs means something. And that's why the whole Tampa coming up against Tampa every year and beating your head against the wall is, is a factor. But I do think that Dubas's future in Toronto is directly correlated to Austin Matthews future. And I think that Dubas could very well come back, even if they lose in the first round uh, to, to get man, you know, they're going to sign Matthews before July 1st, because on July 1st, a no movement clause kicks into his contract and they're not going to go down the road of, you know, the, the Islanders and John Tavares where he held, he held. Yeah. I think that you're going to have a couple things. Hold on a couple things here. So for argument's sake, and we don't know this is going to happen, but let's say the Leafs do lose in the first round. Okay. You say, well, you got to get Matthew signed by July 1st. He may not want to, he may say, you know what? I got to think about this. Because now I just have to think about, you know, how this team is and everything else. Hold on. Yeah. And then are you going to then wait to fire Kyle Dubas or, or extend Kyle Dubas based on what Matthews is doing? Because if Matthews decides to go down the Aaron Rodgers road and say, I'll let you know in a couple months, what are you going to do, Mike? I think you make a decision on Dubas two to three days after whatever the end of the right. season. Now, that decision is firing him. Right. Um, and Matthews does like him. Suddenly, all the quotes that Matthews has said, as long as they're trying to win, go out the window. You well, I mean, unless, I mean, they really do. I mean, because that he, he can see things Dubas is trying to win. And he's when he says that, he's implying that Dubas continually is trying to win. Right. But you don't, you, you don't know that if all of a sudden, 
you know, Jim Rutherford is your general manager or whoever, you know, they fire Dubas and they, or Dubas is not, his contract is not renewed and Jim Rutherford or somebody else is the general manager that they're not trying to win. They're just going in a different direction. But I'm just saying in the, in the specific case of Matthews, Matthews believes in Dubas. He believes in the direction that Dubas is is going and it would be more advantageous for the Leafs to get, Matthew signed with Dubis than without him. It's not okay. impossible that's going to happen, but it's but it, I think it it's easier. Let me ask you this scenario. So after the season, Matthew says, "I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, I got to have time to think about it. I'm going on vacation. Whatever. That's what's a normal response for any player. Yeah. And let's say it's two weeks before the draft, a week before the draft, and Matthew still hasn't given you an answer. Mm-hmm. You're going to trade him at the draft." then you have to start talking about trading him because you you cannot risk him walking away for nothing. You know, and it, that would be, I mean, that would be true. Now I'm saying, I don't think that's going to happen. They, they will, they will put the full court press on Matthews and they're going to have, they're going to have to say to him, we have to get this done you know, before July 1st, because then all the car, you, you hold all the cards and for our, the direction of our franchise, we have to have an answer before July 1st. And if he says, uh, well, I, I, you know, I'm going to go into the season with my no move clause. Okay. Well then, 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 then the Leafs have to legitimately look at possibly trading him because you, you can't risk because he could walk away and then it's a, then it's a Tavares, it's Tavares in reverse. No, no, I get it. But what if he just plays it like, Hey, um, I'm not sure. And while the Leafs are putting this full court press on, the Leafs have to now decide: Are we trading them at the draft or not? If look, they'll they'll be able to trade them, and they will get value for him. They yeah, may not get the right. same value because of the no move, but they need? will be able to trade them. Right. But the idea is: Why is what? Why is Matthews going to let the Leafs hold all the cards when he has his contract set up this way so he can hold all the cards? Yeah, that's that's well, I mean. I mean, there's definitely advantages in both camps, but what I'm saying is the advantage for Matthews is the Leafs making him the highest paid player in the NHL. If that's not good enough for him, if any, well, he doesn't have team can do that too. Right. Well, okay. But, the, but, but Russ, if they wait a year, they get nothing for that guy. And if they well, they're make, not gonna get nothing, they're, even if he, if they're not going to get anything of value. I would bring up what Russ is saying. Yeah. Russ is right. Because like, honestly, even if he played out the year, and and his his rights would still get you two first round. His draft rights would get he you. He has no oh, bullshit. They would. They would. They would, would still get two first round draft picks. Okay. Okay. Round I'm round say, who, you might get a first. If you're if you're, tra- if you're if you're trading him at the draft in Nashville, and and I don't, like again, I don't think this is a real a realistic uh, situation. Mm-hmm. If they are trading him at the draft in Nashville. Then the packages that that say the Islanders gave up for Bo Horvat or. Uh, or Timo Meyer are nothing in comparison to what one of the top three or four players in the league is going to get. Right. You're surrendering that on the hope that he decides that he's going to sign in Toronto. And that's what I'm saying. They're going to have to make it clear to him before July 1st, we need an answer. Okay. Here's So here's what the camp will say back to you. Right. Here's exactly what the camp will say. Okay, Toronto Maple Leafs, we get it. What are you doing for next year? Right. Austin wants to know what you're doing to make the team better. What's the plan? Toronto's like, I don't know. We're kind of waiting on Kyle Dubas here because, he, you know, Matthews likes him and we haven't even decided what the plan is yet. Kyle Dubas, too. Kyle Dubas would probably lay out the plan of what he has planned. 
And he would, but I don't think that's he'll be under contract at that point. Right. That's why they have to make a, that's why they have to make a decision on Dubis, like I said. It the, may not match up. That's my point. The oh, intersection here may not match up. Immediately after the regular season, the MLS and E board has to meet and decide what the future is regarding the management of the team. Yeah. Shanahan, Dubis, and Keith. Mm-hmm. That is the first that is the first shoe to drop. After that, everything else. Because, you know, it's not only Matthews, it's Nylander, it's unrestricted free agents like Bunting and Ryan O'Reilly. Everything connects to what so is it a board vote that wins. It's not the per, it's not the answer of one person. It's what the board thinks. No, I think it's the I think it's the board. I mean, if it, if it was up to Brendan Shanahan, Kyle Dubas would have been re-signed. To okay, so then here's another scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure the board are hockey fans or whatever, but let's say it goes to the board. And they've lost in the first round. And I don't know how many people there are, but let's say there's 10 people on this board. And at least five of them say, yeah, Austin Matthews is great. You're going to make him the highest paid player, but we keep losing in the first round with him. Why are we extending our GM when we keep losing? Like, it's going to come up. Well, the fr- true the fr- the, fr- yeah. the franchise is markedly better than it was when Dubas took over. And you got to remember, it the, is. the board is made up. It Remember. The ownership of the Maple Leafs is uh, is 25% Larry Tannenbaum and 75% split down the middle between Rogers and Bell, and that's TSN and Sportsnet. So they're interested in ratings. They're interested in this team. Yeah, they're not. They, they don't. They don't see Matthews as the reason they're losing in the playoffs. Russ. They, right. they, they, the, the a board of owners is not going to ever let you. No, no. But it's a, if you're attaching Dubis to Matthews, then they have to. But you have to. to talk a board into it. When you don't know if Matthews is signing either, because they've had no success. What about? I mean, there's one other scenario here that no one's talking about. Okay, and I know like everyone wants to be like totally careful, and we don't want to lose him for nothing. But the reality is, you have him for another season, another season where the Leafs are going to be good again. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to think that if they don't have success next year, even that he could sign again after the season to stay there because he might want to be there. That there is like that. That is another thing that you can play out because at the end of the day. When you look at the next year of the Maple Leafs, you're not better by anybody you're going to get from us for Austin Matthews next year. So if you lose in the first round this year, are you going to, are you willing to go backwards? Like, are you willing to go backwards and say, okay, we're going to get like a couple first round draft picks and this, and we're not going to, we're not going to be as good. No, as you're that's to okay. That is the whole reason why no, they're not going to go backwards. That no, is they, they lose Austin the Matthews whole reason year. why you have to make, you have to get an answer before July 1st because ideally they want to sign him to a long-term extension they want him to be you know he'll be probably be the future captain after Tavares retires you know he they want him to, to be the his entire career in Toronto that the, no no doubt in my mind and I'm sure that he wants to stay in Toronto if they're a consequential team you know you see that ad on NHL network it would mean the most to me to win here. Okay, yeah, I, I I think I think that's true. Yeah, I don't think he would record that if, if that wasn't true. But the, right. the organization needs an answer from him. And if he's not ready to commit, and then you know, there are reasons for like if okay, we'll give them if you don't want an eight-year deal, you want a five-year deal so you can hit it in free agency again, sure. You want to be the highest paid player in the NHL, sure. You know, okay, we'll give you all that, but we don't need an answer before July first. And if you don't give them an answer before July first, then okay, all bets are off, folks. I'm going to tell you this: 
he already knows he can get that out of the league. That's why the no move is in the last year. That's exactly right. why they put it there. Right. I mean, that's why Orr Wasserman and Judd Maldaver, his his agent, you know, crafted. Remember, they. That's why Mike's pushing to do it before July first. Right. Mike is pushing for that, but I'm telling you. No, Mike, the Leafs. What is their the motivation? The, the, Leafs will, the Leafs will push for that as well, Mike. But at the end of the day, they can't get it. You know. Right. They, they, well, they, in they, the end of the okay, yeah. If in the end of the day that they can't get it, then I mean, what I'm saying is they have to they have to seriously consider the ramifications of him not you're again you're going into Tavares territory and look what it did to the Islanders I'm saying right now he got better after Tavares left they did not get better well, they did they went to the Stanley Cup they went, they to, the went, they, please, they went to two yeah. flawed conference finals when when the seasons were short they didn't but they never did that with Tavares there I'm just saying yeah wonderful they're a better team than they were when Tavares they're, you know they're, they're a better not. team they are you not think they were, the Tavares Islanders are not better than no, no this Islanders no, team this year is better than the Tavares Islanders team. No, they're not. Yes, they not are. The only thing is, is, I just have a hard time believing that Matthews Camp is going to surrender an answer it's to not, make the Leafs happy. Okay. All right, listen, it's Randy's saying in the chat room, agreement. it's an agreement, Russ. It's a we're giving you something, you're giving us something. Yeah. So I mean, okay. It, Five years ago, the Leafs wanted an eight-year contract. Matthews and his agent wanted a five-year contract. Why? Because at 27 years old, he can cash in again. Right. And he's going to cash in again. And he's going to be the highest paid player in the NHL. So he can go to the Carolina Hurricanes and get that contract and possibly win the cup that year. Well, no, I mean, he could. And yeah, I'm just giving you an example. I mean, plus, he, he, he could. He could where he goes. I mean, he's going to go to a place where that he plus, will make a difference. He could. And that is the reason why, if he's not prepared to commit based on everything that the Leafs are willing to offer him, then they have to consider the, 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 the possibility of trading him if he doesn't commit. They want to keep him. They want him to be there all the, for the rest of his career. But if he's not willing to commit, even on a deal that that meets some of the criteria for him, like five years instead of eight years, and but if you haven't listened to, uh, to defend him for a second, if you haven't won and you haven't been when they win the first round, and then, granted a couple of those, I'll give, I'll put a couple of those playoff series early on on him, like he was terrible, but he but he's been really good since then in the playoffs, mm -hmm. and I mean, but if you if you haven't won a first round and you don't win a first round again, and the pressure in, in Toronto, everybody's like, oh, you know, we have, we haven't won with Matthews in seven years or what have you, you know, like that that. You cannot blame Matthews for looking at his options. I'm not blaming blaming but Matthews. You, you also can't back him into a corner because that's not going to work with him. Right. Back. It's not going to work with his agent. Yeah, it's not going to work with him. It doesn't work with any player in the NHL. Back. For the future of the franchise, you have to be that way. Why don't you believe in yourself enough to take, take him through another year and maybe because win that? all the cards are in his favor. Everything is in his. Of course, they are because the they're, they're all in his favor. Anyhow, yeah. they are all in his favor. Oh, he doesn't have to sign anything. Else. You can't force him to do anything. Mike, everything is in his favor. He's it's the franchise equal. player. He's a top five player in the league. Yes, it's all in his favor. If you want to keep no, him? No, it's no, in no, his no, favor. No, if you want to trade him, sure. But that's in your favor. But that's not really in your favor because you're never going to. In his favor, it's more in his favor after July first. More, of course, it is. Well, I mean, it is a little more, but he's still got the bargaining power now. No, he still doesn't have to sign anything. I know that. No, do you, so you, can't do, do you hear what I'm saying? Do I you do hear you. Yes, no, but listen, what all I'm saying is this like, stop for a second. I hear what you're saying, I agree with what you're saying. Theoretically, it's all perfectly makes sense. 
The reality is there are people involved here and there's yeah. other, there's other concepts involved here. And what I'm saying is there might not be another option. Like they, they could, if, if you think they should just get whatever, if, if you say, if he says, listen, I'm going to go into this last season and see what, see, and we'll talk contract at the end of the year. If he says that to you, right. You say he's gone. Right, You're, you, he's no, got to be gone. I, I didn't say he's no, gone. but you think, but in your mind, you think you have to get rid of him, right? Because no, I say okay, he is one of the hold on. he is one of the top five assets right. in the league. Okay, you cannot risk him walking away for nothing in the summer of 2024, okay, and, so then... and that's directly correlated to him having a no move clause and having all the control after July 1st of this year. So you're going to back him into a corner now and tell no, him. He's got to it's, not it's not backing into a corner. Yes, it's like, okay, Austin, we want to make you the highest paid player in the NHL. Please back me into a friggin' corner by paying me the most in the NHL. But he's going to get the most in the NHL anywhere he goes, Mike. It's not about money. It's not. He's going to get. He's going to get as much as anywhere. Are they not trying to win with everything that they've done over the last? I don't play. I think they are. You know me. I'm trying to win. You know me. I sit there and I say they're getting a bad rap for going out in the first round last year. That was a tough friggin' first round, and it could be the same as this year. Right. I'm I'm not saying that they're not doing the best they can. I think they're a great team. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Right. I think they're they're one of the cup favorites right now. And I see a point of frustration at some point. But if they have a different playoff format, they would have a chance to get past the first round. But anyway. But there could be a point of frustration with him if they lose again. That's a that's something that's right. potentially. That's what I'm trying to say here. You got to take. And if they win, then I don't think I don't think it's an issue at all. Like I think he'll just he will resign this summer, and I think he well, will. I will tell you this: if I were Matthew's agent, I would say, especially if we lose in the first round, we're not against resigning with you. Let me see what you do over this summer. Yeah, and then I will give you my decision. And because they will, they'll wait till the last minute because they can. And hey, Russ, that, that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason that you can't wait because. Right. But I mean, but if I, why are we walking into the Russ, same situation, to, losing situation? All right. You keep trying to make it like that, that, that the Toronto Maple Leafs have. I want to power. see real change or I'm not coming back. Right. Like, like the reality is. Like what, Russ? Like you what? on the show. If you don't get fired off this show, I'm not coming back like okay. that. Okay. Bye. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right can we try to explain can i try to explain one thing here yeah go ahead back or stay there mike it might be better if you stay off screen for a second all right mike. <laughs> all right i know mike's middle. all right listen that's that's right there all right so here's the reality here okay there are there's only two scenarios okay they really are. And both are in Matthew's favor already. I agree. Because everyone knows that July 1st, the no movement clause kicks in. So right. no matter how you slice it, it's not a secret. The Leafs don't not know it. Let me finish. Let me finish my thoughts. Okay. So there's, so Mike, you're saying you cannot let him walk away for free. Um, so, but if you give him the max amount of money and he refuses to sign, you are, you then what? All right, so you see, so the only thing you do is you, if you, if you, you, if you give them the max amount of money, you refuse to sign, you're going to, you're going to trade them right before July 1st. That's that you you're, to, you right. To, you have to consider it. Yes. Not consider it, but you're saying you have to do it because you can't. Yeah, I, in my, in my mind, if he, if he's unwilling to commit, right, then you have to, you have to, then I think you have to consider trading them. Yes. 
You have, to, you have to field offers from other teams to right. see before July 1st to find out what you can get for him. And then if, you know, you, you know, that's holding his feet to the fire. Cause you know, may, maybe he doesn't want to go to play for Los Angeles for a year or St. Louis for a Where year. It's only a year. I don't think it matters to him. Like right. Cause then he's, then he's a mercenary and then he goes where he wants to right. go. For a year it won't matter to him. Right. But, but the reality that, is this, we're going back, we're back into the other situation too. Right. Because like if, if that happens, if we get to this scenario and they're going to trade him just to anywhere, that team's going to want to talk to him. That's yes. what I want to say, because they're going to be up multiple first round draft picks, multiple things. It's and- going to be players and first round picks for a Maybe. guy, like, for a guy like Matthews, so you're talking- players, but you would, but those players, none of those players are going to touch Matthews in level of skill. No, right? I'm not saying that. I mean, that's why, that's why the, the option a is re-signing them and extending them for five to eight years. And that's what the Leafs do want. want, And that's what I think Matthews wants, but you know, them, him, his camp saying, okay, well, what are you going to do to change, you know, the direction? Okay. Well, we're going to trade William Nylander. Oh, what I, but I like William Nylander. Okay. Well, see, you know, at a certain point, the management has to say, well, this is the direction we'll lay it out for you, but there's no guarantees that we're going to be able to do right. anything that like that because it's up to the other player to decide. Like they, they could say, we want to re-sign William Nealander, but if he wants nine and a half million dollars, then they're not going to be able to sign, re-sign William Nealander. Right. So it's, you know, right, right now, before July 1st, you know, Matthews has the advantage, but the Leafs have some leverage. After July 1st, it goes all the way in Matthew's camp, and that's where Tavares was with the Islanders in, in, in 20 in 2018. Yeah. No, it's not. And he walked for nothing. I'll tell you why it's not where really. the Islanders sucked when Tavares left them. Okay, the Leafs are still a good team. He mm-hmm. loves Marner, he loves playing there. He's got I great. Know, there. He, he could play another year, they could win the Stanley Cup, and he could sign an eight year contract. There. Can't risk him walking away for nothing. They can't. You. But, but here's the thing, like X saying, you're saying they can't. We don't know if the Leafs are saying they can't. Right, and oh, you also not, have to have some yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Why does that make them dumb? It doesn't make them dumb because it doesn't. Because it, the reality is, you have to have some confidence in yourself. Like, like you yourself says, Marner wants to sign there. I agree, Marner wants to sign there. If they have success, Marner. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Matthews. I'm sorry. You say Matthews wants to sign there. If they have success, Matthews will sign there. It doesn't matter if they have success this year. Right, but we're, year. we're going under the assumption here. You're We're using the assumption that they're losing in the first round of Tampa. Okay. Because if they win against right. Tampa, then I think Dubas stays. I think Keith stays. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think you know, a lot of things. Okay. okay so we're right. talking about the negative scenario of them. Losing. Which I don't think it's going to happen, by the way. I think. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Please, please don't. Yeah, friggin', you know, it's like over in four games. Curse of Eklund. Don't do it, please. Pick Tampa Bay. Please, for the love of God, pick Tampa Bay. I appreciate you think that I have that much power. Yes, yes. I will pick Tampa Bay just for you if you Where's your side? I can be bought, Mike. How much for how much for me to pick Tampa Bay? Um I have no I have no stake in it. Um here's the here's the thing. I don't have that much power, but like the reality is this. He does want to stay in Toronto. This is not Tavares. This is not Gaudreau, like Flamester is saying in there, because Gaudreau went into his last scene with everybody basically knowing he was going to go right. Like, and and Calgary was dumb. No, trade him. They had the best line in the NHL that year, and they put together a team that was actually a Stanley Cup contender. They, they were 
they were dumb not to trade Goudreau and they were smart to trade Kachuk because Kachuk was going to walk for nothing. Well, if you have Goudreau and Kachuk, you don't trade one of them. If you trade, if Goudreau walks, then you can trade Kachuk. Right. The reality was that they had Kachuk and Goudreau and the two top players centering a line that, um, on a line that was probably the best line in the NHL last year. And that line was doing really well for them. They, they, they didn't trade Goudreau at the deadline. They played it out. They played it out, and I, and I respect him for it. And I think Leaf, I think I think Flames fans have to respect him for it too, because the reality is, you know, that's what that's what it comes down to, right? Mike Mike's dead on because Randy, because you lived through Gaudreau, okay? But the reality is, Gaudreau was not the same situation here. The Leafs, Gaudreau, Gaudreau hadn't been eliminated from the playoffs every year, being a being one of the best teams in the league. You know, it was it's very it's a very different scenario here. Like the pressure on Matthews is intense. Like this city is intense, as you can see from this conversation, it's intense. And if they lose again and Matthews doesn't have a good playoff for whatever reason, you know, if that happens, then I could see this going a lot of different ways um, because I think he could be really frustrated by it. But, you know, who knows? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. But I think that the, the, the anyway, we have to talk about another team for a second that has major has already made their major changes, Russ. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so Dave Scott has stepped down in Philadelphia. Right. Um, stepped down in Philadelphia. Nobody's surprised um, at that. What? Nobody is surprised by that. Nobody's surprised by this. Um, Scott, listen, Scott's a really good guy. Like I've talked to him. He is. Know, I think the way he got taken advantage of. He got. He was. He was very much a very much like a, a sacrificial pig yeah. sent to slaughter because because he speaks for a board. Like he speaks right. for a board of people. Like he's the chairman of that board of owners, and we don't even know who those people are. Like those. No. That's the reality. Is that they keep themselves very private. So he's the one who's like. It's like MLS, you know, with with the yeah. Leafs. It's like, Comcast with the Flyers, the same kind of thing. Um, you know, he would, he would, Dave Scott would go out there and he, you know, that board is not full of hockey people. That board right. is full of business people. You know, right. and I wish, I think that if I was to make a change to the Flyers, I would say put some hockey pips and put some hockey people on that board. If we're crying out loud, you know, like I, I don't see any reason why you couldn't put only if they buy in though. That's they're not going to just give them a board spot. That's the thing. Yeah, but because because Comcast used the Flyers as a business, right? And they view, right. but but the reality is, you know, if you want the if you want a hockey team to be a good business, you got to have hockey people doing things. You know? I agree, and that's that's what I think they're starting to realize. Okay, so I mean, I've been trying to get some discussions over there. With some I people. haven't seen, I have not seen evidence of that yet. Here's why I think that they do. Like, okay, so you're all talking about like for Bri Briere's. People were like, oh, this means Briere is a Briere down the water. No, it doesn't. Briere was not picked by David Scott. Briere was picked by that board of people to go. I don't know. The, the story is that Marcus Hayes said Dave Scott made the decision. Mm, no. That's what Marcus Hayes said. I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but that's what he put in the paper. I mean, I have my own contacts and I'll say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and the reality is, you know, that that's, they, the Flyers, Flyers fans wouldn't, the board is smart enough to if that if they did not want Briere there, they would not let Scott let Scott put him there. They, that board can override him. You know that board realized they realized what what the Flyers are forming is like they're going well, on the fired Dave Scott and then made the counter decision. So you're right in that regard. Yeah, I mean I think that that's the, that's the thing. I mean they I think the Dave Scott leaving thing was pretty much defined from the beginning. Like you know from from this whole thing and, and they just they just wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. in a certain way and I, I don't i do think they want to do to interview gms i think that they wanted they want to have the perception of that for sure they're going to bring people in i don't think there's any question about that but i think briere still is going to be a part in this because 
Well, I think he's going to be a part of it for sure. The reality is like they they're going to look at this. They're going to look at this organization very much more like um, I think they want like a president GM type situation, kind of like they haven't that's working so well in Vancouver. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so No, but I'm just saying I'm just saying I think that this is where this could head, you know, like you could bring in a Ray Shiro as a president GM, you know, that you could have you could have you know, Briere as a there's there's things you could do. President Ray Shiro, GM, Briere, put together this group of people. Spread out like what businesses love to do, spread out the blame, like move the blame around so that you can't have like one person who's to to blame for the flyers sucking, you know, like right right now it's always been the GM and never the Comcast has really been very confident about that, right? That that's what they've done. They made it the GM because they because Dave Scott's been known to be just like, I'm not really a hockey guy, but we want to see them succeed. Right. So they bring in the guy, you know, Helferty, who is um I don't know that much about honestly. I mean, there's another guy who's a hockey fan. Um, he doesn't have a major hockey background i think he was part of the i think he's been part of the board the whole time sure um you know so they're bringing in someone who's already who there because that board has to bring it there's no way that board isn't bringing in somebody that they're comfortable with of course because any board like that business people is going to bring in somebody that they're right Um, but it still doesn't mean that his hockey acumen is any better than dave scott we don't know that yet now this is the thing does his hockey acumen have to be better if they hire a freaking president like if they have a, if, I mean, if, it has to be good enough to be able to oversee the situation and see if it's going to go badly. And I think that's where Dave Scott made a mistake. Yeah. Because you could have seen that it was going badly before the trade deadline last year and gone a completely different course. And he could have yeah. changed the course, but he trusted his people. And, you know, so, you know, there was a movie that said, you effed up, you trusted us. Yeah. Um, it's a very famous movie. And that's a good line because that's what happened. Well, Fletcher's um, Animal House, by the way. Uh, Fletcher's a good guy to trust in situations like this, like or that he, he's very trustable. I should say, not a good guy to trust, but he's a trustable guy. Yeah, see Fletcher as like you know, he's non-threatening. He's a team player. He'll listen to the, he'll listen to what Scott says. You know, he'll do those kind of things. He'll listen to the owner, right? That's what people that's what people like about Fletcher. Um, we've seen in hockey that that's not always the best way to go, and that's right. after after with Hextall when they had a, a guy who didn't listen to them. They went the opposite direction with the guy. Right. That um, so now they're in a spot where they need to get somebody who will listen to them, but also can manage it, like kind of like a Brian Burke type character who's good at like right. handling corporate people, but also good at handling. Which hockey. is what which is what I said a couple of weeks ago. Burke would yes. make a lot of sense. And Burke could make a lot of sense, right? But you know, would he? I, would, I think he's happy where he is in Pittsburgh. You know, I, I, think, I think. Well, I mean, remember he was hired by the previous ownership, and I think his contract is up. I don't think it was more than a two-year deal. Okay, so. Yeah, if his contract's up and he's renegotiating, Philly, Philly might be a more interesting place for Burke to go. Yeah. I mean, he, I could see him doing that. He's always like, and 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 he's he's friendly with torts. Right. Uh, going for the USA, you know, there's USA hockey mafia. So that's, I think yeah, they're friendly, but they've had some serious. Yeah, yeah. But, but I still think that there's <laughs> a relationship there. I think it's, I think it's, there's a mutual respect there for sure. Yes. Sure. No, there would be. We'll say that, you know, and, but, and whether or not towards is long for this either is still, you know, up in the air. Um, but because I think that, I think the flyers, if the flyers bring in another GM, they have to give that GM the right to be ability to bring in their own coach. They really do. They have to, I mean, it's a, they're not going to do that. I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. They're not paying three years of torts. Comcast, that, that, that money doesn't, that doesn't matter to Comcast. It does. It, I think it does because. What I'm if they made towards like a president? What if they made towards a vice? They could bring towards into a different position. They he won't do it. 
Yeah, he probably wouldn't do it. I know that. But I'm just I, listen, I don't disagree with you 100% there. I don't know, but I think that that's a flawed plan already if you don't let your GM. I mean, it's not it. flawed, but it's already. So here's the battle, okay? Yeah. You want to draw up what the battle line is. It's you've got Danny Breer, who's been learning for a year. He's come in. Everybody likes him. He's making good headway with some fans and everything else. Yeah. You're going to bring in someone now, and, and Torts likes Danny, right? He's already endorsed him. Now yeah. you're going to bring somebody else in that you're hoping that Torts will endorse because he's got three years of the contract. He's got more power than anybody else who comes in, more than the president. Unless they give the president a five-year contract for more money, which they won't, um, they might give him a five-year contract, but he won't make more than Torts. If they bring in Brian Burke, it could. I mean, yeah, it, wouldn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't make more. It would just have more years. And that would help a little bit, but that's the only way that you could sort of neutralize the power that Torts has in this organization right now. Because you see, he talks about what's happening yeah. moves-wise, the direction of the team. Name me another coach in the league that speaks like that. You're right. No, you're right. I mean, it, it, it reminds you a little bit of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Of Mike Keenan-ish type stuff to me. Um, but it's like, I, I get it. I mean, and I think that, listen, at the end of the day, this Dave Scott thing, the question is, does it matter or not? Like, does it matter that Dave Scott, because that, and that, and, you know, as much as Hope for D, you know, could be different, is he really any different? Or is he going to be just another figurehead for that board? You know, will he, will he come off, you know, at least he'll be a different voice. You know, people have, people have gotten tired of Scott's voice, I think, unfortunately, you know, they, they just got tired of Scott saying, you know, the same kinds of things that seemed like they weren't informed. But, um, you know, I think, I don't know if Hilferty makes a difference. It, the, the whole, to me, the difference here has to do with whether or not they hire a president. Like that can, okay, that so can. Let's, let's come up with a scenario. Here's a scenario. Let's say the president's Brian Burke because we're just going to use his name. Right. He comes in, he speaks to John. He goes, John, I know you said there's not going to be a captain next year. We all believe there should be a captain. Right. You think Tort's going to change his mind? Yes. I think I think with Brian Burke, he could. Yes. Okay. And I, I think, think there's a chance of that. But because JD got him to do some things in Columbus that he didn't want to do. I'm sure that's true. Now the, I think the question would be, okay, who are you going to make? You're not going to make Ivan Provorov the captain because no, you're probably no, it would be Scott Lawton. Everybody's expecting Scott Lawton. It was supposed to be Couturier. He's had all these injuries, right. but everybody expects it to be Scott Lawton now, but Torch just announced today that there won't be one next year. Like he just announced that. Well, if they hire a president, he doesn't think he's in power, right? If they hire a president, then that could change because the power shift would change. No, I know, but I'm just saying, but you could see the yeah. power that he is wielding currently. Sure. Sure. Someone asked, do I think Burke is not happy in Pittsburgh by this? And I don't think that's the case. But what I no, think. I don't is, know if that's the case at all. Um, what I do think about Burke is if you look at his history, you know, and I've known, I know the guy pretty well. I mean, I've had lunch with him five or six times, you know, um, and I know him pretty well. He does tend to like challenges more than he likes situations like he's in in Pittsburgh, where you have a set group of people that are older, um, that the, pr the pressure is to win now because of that. You can't really build a team in a typical way because of that. You have to, you have to like, you know, he's got these guys signed forever. You know, they're going to be there for a long time. Um, where, you know, when, remember when he was in Anaheim, when he left Anaheim to go to Toronto, it was kind of the same sort of situation where Anaheim had won a cup. They were, in success any and you know that once you once you get to there like in you know once you get there's no real victory anymore for he, got, he got restless in anaheim and he said and, was, and also toronto was such a you know such yeah. a golden opportunity right i think philadelphia is a similar situation where you know yes it's 
not as successful as the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you know, five years from now, it could be very different. Right. So like, I think that he sees like the Penguins aging out a little bit. The only success you can have in Pittsburgh is to win a cup. Really that they've won cups. They can't like, there's nothing else, right? Like they, they, they've, this group has already won cups. If they win another cup, that's great. That's what they, you know, but, and that would be fantastic for, and it'd be quite an accomplishment, but still that's all you can do where I think that, He's more of like a, he likes more building teams in his image where he's maintaining a team in Pittsburgh, and I think that that's to me the maintaining of a team versus building a team is is I think he would be happier in Philly, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. Can, can we talk about the uh, we we talked a lot yesterday about the race in the East? Yeah, and the 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 games last night really torpedoed the race in the East simply because. Um, Florida and Buffalo over the last, I'd say week and a half. Now Buffalo won two games on the weekend to sort of yeah. their, their long shot playoff chances alive, but that was, you know, they did that after losing eight of the last 10. So right. they, they really shot themselves in the foot. This really was theirs to lose. I mean, honestly, yeah. I agree with you, Mike. And like they, they chewed themselves in the foot because when you look at it, the fact that they're still in it at all shows you that if they had played at least 500 hockey during that period of time, well, they're not anymore because now they, they, they blew a game in hand uh, losing to Montreal. Uh, they were leading 3-2 to two late in the third period. Montreal tied it up, then it went to a shootout. Uh, Eric Comery couldn't make a save in the shootout uh, to save yeah, his life. Get yeah, they got a point, but they, they really they really did blow it. And, uh, you know, when Michael Pizzetta scores the game-winning goal and then does a tie Domi imitation riding a stick, I mean, that's a yeah. stick, a stick a fork and you, you're done. I mean, it's it's right, and I'm telling you right now, the Sabers organization—they've accomplished a lot of things this year. They've got a lot of talent. They have—they're going in the positive direction. You cannot underestimate the frustration in the fan base this year with this team not going forward in terms of making the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying sell yeah. first-round picks or significant assets, but they could have upgraded in goal. They didn't do it. You don't know what that would have done to the playoff race. And last night, you know, the the, the Devils sort of mailed it in against the Islanders, and the Islanders won. I think it was five one. Florida, yeah, they're, they're pretty safe now. Yeah, well, the Islanders. The Islanders own the Devils, also. That's another thing you have to know. Florida got their ass kicked by Ottawa. That was really disappointing. That was the blow of the year for them. Yeah, and Bu- and Buffalo loses in in a shootout to Montreal. So really, the teams that had opportunities, Buffalo and Florida, and on the outside Ottawa, but they dug themselves too big of a hole. They have not come up big. And again, when you're in a playoff spot, it's tough for you to fall out unless you fall on your face. And the Islanders have not fallen on their face, and neither is Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But let's look at this for a second. Now, this is my projected standings here as of after last night. Um, and uh, you can see, like, as you said, Mike, you know, the Islanders are back in the driver's seat again um, from that win. Although the, although I did pick them to beat New Jersey yesterday. Um, but the, the situation here, with, so, but, but Florida and, and, and you know, Buffalo, Buffalo's very, that this is very much a long shot, like you said. And even, even you know, this is, I would be shocked if Buffalo got to 91 points. But Florida here, um, with 92, Florida still has a legitimate shot at this. Yeah, they're not, they're not proving it to us. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, they're definitely not. I mean, and, and, you know, they've, they've been, the, what's killed Florida, absolutely killed Florida is Spencer Knight not being hurt. Like they, they cannot get any, they have to go with Bobrovsky constantly and it's killing. Yeah, them. there's no doubt. I mean, you know, having Alex Lyon as the backup doesn't, doesn't help you with that 
They're giving up way too many goals. And and here and the big factor with Buffalo, because you know, again, going into yesterday, they had two games in hand on the Islanders. But we looked at Buffalo's schedule, and I'm not sure if the Buzztron 10,000 factors it, in. It definitely factors in. They have five games in the final seven days because of the right. reschedule right. of a game in December. They play two back-to-backs in the final week. I mean, that's just an absolute destroyer of their chances. It is a destroyer, but the team, some of the teams they're playing in there aren't best teams. And and also, you know, some of the teams in, there, in that final week, you know, the final week is the final week of the season. Some teams do tend to not be starting to mail it in a little bit. They have a chance. That does it, happen, but – Again, if they were to do, if they were to run the table on those five, they could be it could be interesting. But they have, you know, again, they had a two nothing lead against the Rangers. They lost that game. Yeah. To me, I know someone said the Flyers thing started it. I think it was the Ranger one only because they were up two nothing. Right. right. And, and I and, saw what happened when Bob. Sorry, I saw what happened when Bob led up the goal that put them behind, and I know what his you know mentally what he was thinking, kind of like at that goal because he looked yeah. at his pads like uh oh. And yeah. to make matters worse for Buffalo, Tage Thompson didn't play yesterday. After fighting through uh, what, what looked to be a knee injury, yeah. the a couple games they didn't play him yesterday. So that means that you know the injury is more serious, or it's tougher for him to fight through it. And if that's the case, then you know, I mean, without their best player, then they're 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 spent. Right, right. Now let's look at let's look for a second at the other at the other uh, other conference here for a second too, because that's also getting interesting. Um, let me see if I can get that up here. Um, yeah, well, in the West, it's more positional than it is. Like I don't, I don't think the the the, the two wild cards are in danger of falling out. I do. I mean, I, I I do. And just the one, but what I mean, the one I think. Oh, let me show you just what I have here. So I think that at the end of the day, I think that you know this is how it's coming out. This is how it's going to play out as far as it's going. And you know, this could be wrong, obviously. But right now, it does have Calgary beating out Seattle by one point, oh. which is possible. I, I mean, yes. Anything's possible. No, it's, it's not that far. But based on the schedules, it's based in the middle of April, but I don't think this is going to happen. Based on the schedules, it's you know, it's it, it is. It, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Nashville. I think Nashville is toast after losing uh, Matt Duchesne to a hand injury. Well, they have been. they have no scoring right now. Uh, so I mean, without without him, and yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure Johansson's out too, and we know that Yossi was out. So yeah, I mean, I don't. They're doing they're doing it on vapor. Uh, the, point, the Flames is all these overtime. Plus. If this like, doesn't happen, I go like, in there. I'm taking the Buzztron 10,000 out in the yard and treating it like they did the copier in Office Space. That's all right, you're welcome to that. Buzztron has been very good. All right, let's talk about the Buzztron for a second. Um, hey, take the bat! Take the bat that uh, that Donald Trump is threatening to use on the Manhattan oh, PA and use it on the Buzztron oh. Ten Thousand. Absolutely, I'll take the first couple swings. Still clipping at sixty three percent, one hundred fifteen correct, sixty seven wrong. Um, this is the big thing, though. Winning nights this season seventeen, losing nights three, even nights four. So if you were to bet this, if you were just betting this every night, yeah. you're winning, winning seventeen out of twenty one nights. That's pretty. Yeah, 20, 20, 20, 17 out of twenty five nights, and tying four others so um but here's tonight's picks so let's go into that so um right. nashville at boston boston winning um la at calgary calgary winning in overtime this is a, that's you know this is like what you're talking about this kind of stuff that has to happen for calgary to make it calgary loses this game tonight then the buzz will have them out of the playoffs because the buzz right now is based on them getting these two points <laughs> um tampa bay at carolina carolina winning in overtime um dallas at chicago dallas winning columbus at new york rangers the rangers winning pittsburgh winning at detroit um edmonton at vegas 
Vegas winning it overtime, Philly winning it overtime against Montreal, um, Winnipeg winning it overtime against San Jose, and Vancouver winning it overtime against St. Louis. The crazy thing is six of the nine games going to overtime tonight, which is the first yeah. time that it's had that tight. That's that a lot of overtimes. It's it's the right. same. No, I mean, that, that that's how close these games are when it looks at, you know, basically a win in overtime is determined by, you know, how large a percentage, like, basically all the points are to win. Like, if they're within a certain amount right. of points, it becomes an overtime game. You know, like, uh, you know, if it gets beyond, like, a certain amount of points, it becomes not an overtime game. So these that means these things are all really close. That means that these are all really tight games tonight um, as far as the 15 factors on the bus run. So we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, we, um, for – yeah, for you know, the one interesting thing is, you know, yeah. from the Philly game, Caden Primo will get to play um, against the Flyers. That's pretty basically, great. basically the team who allowed Montreal to draft him because they gave him an extra draft pick in the seventh round. They traded it to him. Right, right. And that's pretty great. I mean, like, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously grew up in Philadelphia and, different, yeah. you know, so. And Voorhees, yeah. Yeah, Voorhees, I'm playing around here. So, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a pretty cool story. It's a cool story. It'll be a. Uh, a good thing to cover it'll be fun that way so yeah the other thing about that that we got off really quick but i wanted to just mention is that the, the division the crazy thing about the bus ride and i'll just talk about this is that the pacific top three teams right now are all right so basically one thing vegas is in first even though it says they're in second because yeah. i have to write a thing that makes the wins the first thing <laughs> you know unfortunately it doesn't it should it should say the, the wind should put them up here so vegas is in first edmonton la but they're look at this 108 108 107 projected i have so no is, faith in the kings by the way none really they've been winning like crazy how can you have it doesn't no matter I, their defense is so loose have they won uh, like six games in a row, Mike, or something like that? They're like, in the, I don't care. In the playoffs, they're eight zero and two in their last ten. Yeah, I mean, how can you have no faith in that? No, nope. since, since they nope. got since they made that trade at deadline, they've been lights out. Now, conversely, I have no they faith in that. I mean, yes, with Copley and goal, but they still gave up like seven goals the other day. Yeah, but they found a way to you know. I know yeah. on a way to win. I I have no I have no faith in Edmonton. Um, I mean, they're right now five points behind Vegas. So I think Vegas obviously is going to, you know, Vegas could finish out of first place. The Kings are only two points behind them, but, mm-hmm. and, and you have it very close there, but I, I, I would put the odds at Edmonton winning that division at about 10 to one. I yeah. think that, you know, especially with their goaltending and their defense down the stretch, I, you know, I think, LA I don't think it means that much to I, I will challenge the chat room. LA is not beating Edmonton if they meet in the playoffs. It's not happening. If LA, no, I don't think if so. If LA faces Edmonton in the playoffs, the only advantage that LA has is the fact that they have Kopitar and Deno matching up against Dreisaitl. That's their best advantage. That's it. That's their best advantage. But, you know, can Corpusello turn it on in the playoffs like he did three years ago? Well, he's not facing Toronto, so the answer is probably no. Probably not. <laughs> I think he can. He turned it on against Tampa in that in that playoffs in those playoffs in that bubble. So hey, well that it was the same playoff, yeah, right, same playoff. Right? That's so. a big. You're talking about a big thing for Corpusalo. I've not seen that out of him in, in a while. Yeah, but we have seen uh, this. This year he's been pretty good, actually. You know, well, he has. He's had a good year, but again, we'll see in the playoffs. You know, I do. I do put stock in players that have remember been. like Markstrom's always had a good year until the playoffs. Yeah, but. Yeah. but, but Corpusello has has great years until the playoffs. Yeah, you know? but those guys are guys who haven't had good playoffs. Where Corpusello has had a good playoffs, like it's a different. Like once, once he hasn't been in. Yeah, he hasn't had that many chances to be in the playoffs. Like he's played well sample he's size. He's been in the playoffs twice, right? So he's one of them. Where one of them was really good. So 
I think that that's that's I'd rather take that over a guy who's never been good in the playoffs. I mean, I just think that he's got he does has shown the ability to to, to play under pressure. I mean, I think that oh, we'll see who the Buzztron picks because I'm picking against it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we get there. But anyway, Buzztron's still killing it. If you're making, hopefully, someone out there is making money. Like I said, I've yet to gamble on it. But um, we'll have a we'll definitely have a talk. We got nine games tonight. We'll see where it goes. But um, that's all the time I have for today, folks. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to we'll you all. To pick Drago off against Stallone against the Rocky <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Take care. I must break you. Yes. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.